What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. We are back again. Another week. How's your week, Another week down. (laughs) Another week down. Another week. It's Um, been pretty good. How's your week? uh, It's been good, man. It's, um... I, I, like I was telling you before, I've been missing the summer, and that's kind of mm-hmm. bumming me out because I really like the heat and the sun and stuff like that. But I had a beautiful day today. It was that glorious autumnal sunshine and mm-hmm. breeze and clouds, and it was really good. It was really good. Um, but yeah, what about you? It's been a pretty good week. I did that um, photo shoot for the Cronin Crow at Cronin Crow on Instagram. If you want to rent a costume in the Oregon, Eugene, Oregon area, or just in the Oregon area at all, I was a steampunk man, cowboy. <laughs> I saw that. You I were was a... Moses at one point. That mask was pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> It was a rough mask. Yeah, I took it off, and the uh, Desi's aunt was like, we need to put Lysol in that because you've been breathing in it. And I'm like, yeah, lots of people have been breathing. I'm not the only one. I'm not the first one. Yeah, I smell years of gimlets in that thing, man. Holy like, Moses. <laughs> holy Moses, indeed. It was a nice day, though. It was fall in Oregon. The trees mm-hmm. are changing. The sky was clear. It was cold. It was in the, like, 60s today. Yeah. It was yeah. chilly. Yeah, definitely just starting to... I love this weather, though. It's layers. I love layers, man. You get all your cool coats and scarves and... Yeah, fucking... man, you can't... I don't like summer. We get Shorts, man. I don't like wearing shorts. This is where Walter and I agree, because I'm like, I'm not a child. Children mm-hmm. wear shorts. That's like I, that's Walter's voice in my head telling me that, and I'm like, absolutely, I agree with you. Well, children I, wear shorts. <laughs> I, children wear shorts. Grown men yeah. don't wear shorts. You know the thing he always used to say, and this is the Walter from the uh, Gluten Is Not Your Problem podcast. Right, exactly. If you haven't checked it out, you should. I like to go mention at least once in every opening, but this is where he and I are in great agreement with that. Where I'm just like, <laughs> men don't wear real. Or adults don't wear shorts. Grown ups. Unless don't we're wear swimming, shorts. I don't really like wearing sleeping or swimming. I don't like wearing shorts. Um, I got also, great legs too, yeah. so I'm just keeping that from the world. <laughs> Fuck you, world. This is my secret. Um, he also said he's like grown men don't run across the street, John. Yeah, we do though. Oh. Say I've been in shorts, in shorts. But he was just I. I think we were. I was like cutting across the street, and we were jaywalking, obviously. And and he mm-hmm. just he just kept his casual stride. You think he was wearing his trench coat or something like that? He had that old like suede trench coat or whatever. And right. He's like grown men don't run across the street, and I was like, I just got to get across the street. But <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to get hit by a car. I think living in California, I the short thing is is kind of not only inevitable but it's necessary. You have to, yeah. And I'm sure there are when it's 103 I, out. I'm sure you but, can find some nice adult shorts. Just all shorts nowadays are like board shorts, and I just feel like a 
ten year old, you know. <laughs> and uh, if you didn't, anyway. if you didn't, if you didn't know already, you're listening to the A's for Alcoholic podcast. If you want to hear right. two middle aged men talk about talk the weather. About- yeah, exactly. Shit. I was sober today. I was so, sober you know. today too. Yeah, that was uh I was clear-headed just like the skies. Um grateful alcoholic, Jerry. Dude, I wanted to give a shout out to my dad. I missed it. I got to text him, but he hit his 30th anniversary on like the 26th or the 28th. That's awesome. 30 that's years, awesome. man. Yeah, that's gangster, dude. But he'll tell me years. He always tells me 30 years it doesn't mean shit. It's one day at a time, Jerry. I'm like, damn it, will you stop being a fucking AA monk and just fucking take my praise? You're going to say that in another fucking 25 years. You'll be like, oh, man, doesn't matter. One day at a time. One, one day, day at a time. time, man. Just one day at a time. Go on, grasshopper. I mean, <laughs> and it's true. I, we, I was talking about, I was I was talking with, with my girlfriend last night, and we were just talking about all the changes that are happening physically and mentally and emotionally and all these different things and kind of coinciding with the with the weather a little bit and right just uh-huh. about the future and like why you know why do I do the things I do and who am I doing them for and what does it mean to like get in shape for my future self and you know as opposed to like well if it's only one day at a time why not fucking have the best time that I can here and just say fuck it all right but right I think it's more about I want I do want to have it one day at a time, but I also, I want tomorrow, assuming that it shows up, right. I want tomorrow to be a positive experience too. And so today is the foundation, right? So it's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you lay another brick and you lay another brick and you lay another brick. And right. so if I, if I quit laying bricks, if I just take a fucking pickaxe to the foundation, I'm not going to have much to stand on, let alone, nope. you know, sleep in. You won't get very many more of those one day at a times or no. those one day at a times you'll get, will be fucking miserable. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. So. That's one thing that I think of, but I, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a beautiful day, man. I had one of those days where I, you know, I think I talked to you a little while back and I was having some sort of weird listless time where I was having trouble having a day off from anything. And mm-hmm. do you remember me talking about that? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. And I was just like, oh man, I, and you were like, it sounds like you're not able to just enjoy yourself. And today mm. was one of those days where I got up and I read and I wrote in my journal and, um, and I kind of hemmed and hawed because my body was aching in places. And I was like, I don't know, man. I shouldn't go. I should really make this a rest and recovery day, John. And then, R&R, yeah. you know, and then I get this thought in the back of my head. It's like, just go out there. Just see. Just go. And <laughs> seriously, like, I was like, I know. I what, know. If you just, what if you just go a mile, man? Just go a mile. Just see what it feels like to go a mile. And I'm like trying to talk myself into it as I pace around the house and go, all right, well, get in a plank position for a second. Do some sit-ups. Like, I don't right. do, like, hardcore sit-ups. I just do sort mm-hmm. of, like... I mean, there's still crunches. I do 100 of them, right? right? That's but, great. But I, I just do, do the 100. little... Oh. Well, I just figured out... Well, I do 101 in case I miss count right. in my head because mm-hmm. I get a little lightheaded sometimes. But, right. Um, and I went out there, and it was fucking gorgeous, Jerry. It was just the perfect... It was 65 or 67. The sun was out beaming. The breeze uh-huh. was, was blowing. The leaves are falling. It was... It was just one of those those days, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so glad this I got out." This was today. Here. This was yeah. this morning, or this afternoon, actually. I didn't I didn't leave the house until this afternoon, and then mm-hmm. I did my usual, which is now, if you can believe it, my usual five miles around the neighborhood. Yeah, that's your use right there, Fuck, right? dude. And hey, you know, there's that one guy <clears throat> sitting in his living room, 
doing something and you just walk by his house and he's like, oh, it's that guy again. Right. <laughs> there goes that guy. Because I have, we live on a really busy street. People walk up and down all the time. And every morning I get up at 630 and I open up the blinds. And within 10 to 15 minutes, this old guy with a reflective vest walks by with his dog and his baseball hat. And he's mm-hmm. an older guy. He's like in the 70s. And his dog's old as fuck too. And I'm always like, there's that guy. And I always feel like in my heart, I'm like, you got to keep being there, dude. Like, just yeah. keep doing that. Yeah, like, you you be out there for me because I'll be out there in a little while. But Well, and, you know, here's – this is a funny thing that you you mentioned that, like, that – that consistency and mm-hmm. um and seeing somebody else who has no idea you exist and right. that person having some sort of little bit of uh like inspiration to you right so you're like that old yeah. guy's out there like he goes out there every day and I'm not out there every day yeah. but one day I'm going to be out there every day cuz I see him so I was running and I was having this is um a few days back and I was worn out and I was tired and it was hot and I I looked over and like up on the hill where I I would go oftentimes, and you know if you follow me on Instagram at Sonic John zero zero zero, you'll yeah. sometimes see my uh, my Instagram stories of me on the trail. And I I don't know if it was a, a man or a woman, but I saw a person very small like running up the hill, and uh-huh. I was like, fuck it, if they can do it, man, I can do it, you know. Yeah. And so I just kept going, and you know, and who knows who uh, like if I'm worn out or if I'm sweaty or if I'm tired. Like I stop, I walk, and then I do it again. But people are out there doing their thing, and like I love that idea of you never know who's watching you. So I think this is this is part of it, right? I think this is part of I, I'm having a breakthrough right now. I think this is part of our recovery is that connectivity, even though you're not actually talking to a person, that connectivity with the world around you, right? Mm-hmm. Not even society in general, these laws, these fake laws that we have, but just other human beings, like. I think I had, I go back to the uh, analogy of it all the time, but I feel like I had blinders on all the time and I just didn't see the world around me. It just, I didn't give a fuck. I was just existing just to get to where I needed to get, you know, and it could have been the next drink. Yeah. Or it could have just been whatever it was I needed to fill up that sadness in me, you know? And now it's like, yeah, I get, I'm still irritable, man. I'm so grouchy. Like there's all that shit still there, but I like that thing you said, I feel that same way with people. Like if that the the day that dude doesn't walk by with his dog, I'm gonna be sad. I'm gonna be like, "Fuck, you okay? didn't make it out yeah. today, Larry. Mm-hmm. Larry, I hope you're all right." You know, like, who knows, man? But that connectivity with those people I see every day or all the time, it's yeah, it's it's I enjoy it. I appreciate it. Yeah. I savor it now a little bit because I'm like, "Oh, there you are." Good. Yeah, it's important. It's yeah. important. Even like <clears throat> I said, even and you never know who's watching watching you. Or me. Right, exactly. So, That's what I'm saying. You're just running by some dude's mm-hmm. window. He's getting ready to close the blinds and just pouring <laughs> hub it up or whatever. And he looks over and sees you and he's like, not today. <laughs> not today, man. <laughs> not today. Not um, today. So we wanted to, uh, well, a couple of things. I just wanted to say thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon. You make it possible for us to do this. Um, yeah. I mean. It's it's it is very appreciated and thank you thank you. Uh, there are going to be more uh, bonus episodes on the Patreon uh, website. Uh, that's patreon.com backslash aifa. Uh, we are going to be doing a Halloween movie review. Oh yeah, sober my an, favorite movie. An too. alcohol. Well, so basically, what we do is we do movie reviews for movies about alcoholism and or recovery, and so we were thinking about what would be a good Halloween movie about 
alcoholism and or recovery and the shining yeah right we couldn't figure one out we're like yeah. what halloween movie has is like deals with alcoholism and you were like the shining dude mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah dude absolutely and stephen we king just himself make sure has said we that... watch the same one go ahead so I didn't mean oh to is there is there is there a difference there's like a director's cut and a fucking redo nah. in this, but we'll figure it out i just They're watched the original much difference yeah we'll watch the original but um but yeah i was just stephen king said it himself that it was about alcoholism right but it's about relapse it's about if you relapse read the book the book is all about jack torrance fucking relapsing hard so like, i've never read the book but he's relapsing on like ghost whiskey that's the crazy what is part. that it's like a ghost i'll wait till you're done mm. drinking it's like a ghost gives him whiskey <laughs> literally is a ghost giving him whiskey it's almost mm. like the world's worst dry drunk but it manifests itself it's supernatural so it manifests this dry drunk manifests itself in like him fucking being drunk I yeah. mean, he even has a rock bottom in the book before, you know, even mm. before all the spookiness starts. But yeah, I, I, I've never relapsed. I can imagine it. And when I imagine it, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it scares me. It really does. And I don't know if that's healthy or not. I don't know if I should be walking around in fear of it, you know, but. Yeah, I think, I, I I think con- having healthy... consciousness about it is good. Right. Or maybe even cautiousness could be a better mm-hmm. replacement for the word fear. But I do have fear of it. But it's not like a general anxiety where I'm like always thinking about it. It's just when the thought comes up, like my ass tingles. I get the tingles <laughs> in my butt, you know, like like I'm like, fuck, dude, that is pretty scary. You know, the thought to me, it really, yeah. but I got to get over it and just be respectful of it and cautious of it. You know, I think that's that's the best that you can and lay a foundation down to be able to deal with it. Right. There and we you go. Know, that foundation, you know what's dude. you know what's coming out in November is the sequel to The Shining, Doctor Sleep. There's a movie. Right. They made a movie. And that's about alcoholism as well. Yes. So, yes. we may we may have it set for the next couple of months, but um Right. I didn't tell you what today's uh letter, the letter M and Jerry and I were going to talk about maturity or maturity, you know, yeah. Maturity, immaturity. Immaturity, right? Because yours was you're that John Word played the print that was I am I'm Ma- mature. I'm mature. Yeah, it'll immature. be in the title. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um but you know Just read the title, people. Just read the title. Um <laughs> and I don't think that maturity necessarily means that fart jokes aren't still funny. No. I fart <laughs> jokes are hilarious. <laughs> Poop is funny as long as right. it's not on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another t-shirt right, for you yeah. poop is funny poop as long as long as it's not on me are you on twitter no i don't yeah. like twitter it makes my heart sad okay <laughs> that's same with facebook all that shit just like i get too manipulated mm. i get too upset yeah next thing should... i know i'm like trying not to argue with people online and i'm like did you, did you find it frustrating when you i mean mm-hmm. would you would you would you feel inclined to argue to comment to I do it on Instagram, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't argue, but I feel inclined. I have, like, artists I follow, and they'll, like, get really politically way out there, and I unfollow them because I don't want to read their stuff because I'm like, I don't want your negativity. I already have enough of that in my life with the news and everything. Right. Not to get too political on a recovery podcast. (laughs) I'm just saying Mm -hmm. it's okay to have a different opinion than me, but to be, like, real wild and wacky about it, like, I can't fuck with that. Mm -hmm. And Twitter is full of that shit. So I don't mess with it. Why you got a Twitter? Of course you got a Twitter. You well, is for alcoholic Twitter. <coughs> I got a bunch of Twitters. I don't really. I mean, you got honestly, a bunch. you for your close up <laughs> magic. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Um, I mean, I got one phrase for alcoholic. I have one. There's one for all the podcasts that mm-hmm. that that we do. Um, but what I end up ultimately, I just use it as another way to. Everything's on Instagram, right? So I just whenever I post something, it's just attached oh, just, to it, so it just sends yeah. it out that way. I did it that same way. I attached it to Facebook and Instagram as well. Yeah. So that's that's basically it. But um. You know, that's one thing, you know, we talk about maturity and I had this, I wrote down this list of, um, I went to psychologytoday.com and I wrote down this list of uh, signs of maturity and you were Mm -hmm. talking about like um, just stopping social media altogether because you know yourself and you know what what you'll get yourself involved in and um, one of the things that... um, that was in here was um, basically like stop trying to change others and focus on yourself. Yeah. And I thought that that was, that's, I mean, that's a great example of that. Um, Right. And that comes, you know, we, we learned that in recovery, like that's the main brick actually. mm -hmm. Because, well, because in alcoholism, you're like, it's some, it's somebody else's fault. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. It's their fault. It's work's fault. It's the store's fault for being closed. Dude, yeah. It's my wife's fault. It's my dad's fault. It's the car's fault. It's traffic's right. fault. It's everybody. So, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, when, and I don't want to go too much into the program, program, but um, one of the, the lines or one of the columns when you do the inventory is like, that was told to me that wasn't in the original text was, what is your part in this? Yeah, that was the way I was taught too. And so whenever I hear somebody complain now about something, <clears throat> or even when I feel justifiably angry, mm-hmm. and I'm like, so what's my part in this? I mean, how did I allow this person to get under my skin? I must Yeah, have... and that's the important part, yeah. So if that's something like, well, I'm on Facebook Maybe I should get off, and I'm angry about it. Maybe I should just get off Facebook. Yeah. And you would say your life is infinitely better by not being on Facebook at all. I would, I (laughs) I think so. I feel a lot less distressed. I mean, I still get distressed by things. I'm really empathetic though. And I, I feel like I have like a ton of feelings. Like I didn't really have, well, I did have before, but they manifest Mm -hmm. themselves really differently. But like, I can feel my heart rate go up and shit when I, start reading things or seeing things and i really do feel like that outrage and that anger mm-hmm. is really addictive you know it really yeah. it gives you power it gives you a hit of dopamine and a hit of power like my righteous anger mm-hmm. you know and that just man, i already have enough of that like i don't need that extra shit this is like putting more salt on your salt fuck that <laughs> got a sodium so that's already, my maturity yeah. but like i it's 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 really crazy because i can i like that we're doing a podcast on maturity because sometimes i doubt my own but but I really do feel like that is the the keystone or the main foundation, that cornerstone of of recovery is owning your shit, you know, like trying to fix yourself. Because like you said, it's always somebody else's fault, right? It's mm-hmm. like that, that he won't get far on foot movie where they all had excuses for what they drank. My mother didn't love me. You know what I mean? Like the, my father didn't love me. My parents beat me. I was heartbroken or whatever. And like I just drank because I was awake. You know what I mean? Like, we all have excuses. We all have excuses. It's always somebody else's fucking putting that shit on you. Once you start realizing that, yeah, you went through a lot of shit, but at the end of the day, like, 
it's you too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's you. I'm as well. the one who chose to drink. I'm the one who decided to to uh, to pick up. Right. And... Like I could stop drinking, but how am I going to get better so I don't drink again? Because it's guaranteed I'm going to get drunk again. So if I don't get better, you know, if I don't make my brain better. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I thought. I mean, and we can just talk, but, you know, I let's thought talk. I would go, let's chop it up. <laughs> We're um, in the right venue for it. I th- yes. Um, I thought that I would just go through this list of things and kind of um, discuss them with you. But the first one yeah. was um, sign- the signs of maturity was being able to keep long term commitments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not being flaky, I think, because I know that I was always I mean, I kept a job, but that was out of like desperation necessity. Fear, yeah desperation and necessity, necessity. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i mean i think that i had i had that where i i wasn't i wasn't the kind of drunk who yeah got fired all the time um i or or i found a way to get involved with people who were just as fucked up as i was and could could understand and would condone my behavior to a certain mm-hmm. extent so that i wouldn't get fired which is what I think that I was doing. Um, but those long-term commitments and you know, that's not just, I mean, that includes like a marriage. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, when I, if I were to ask you about your marriage prior to, to your getting sober, how would you have described it? Oh, this is a fucking shit show. <laughs> I was good though. Megan and I have always had a really, strong bond so even mm-hmm. when things were chaotic i still think we were show up for each other but i was un i just could i was so undependable you could not depend on me for shit yeah if yeah anytime she needed me for shit i'd shit the bed immediately so i don't know man anytime anything important was gonna go down man i'd fuck it up and but now how would she describe you now as far as being dependable I'm dependable. I'm irritable. I complain about it, but I'm there and I think I'll get better about it, but I'll complain. And then once I get in it, I have a great time. But like, yeah. like even like my birthday, like she depended on me to like kind of keep my shit a little straight and enjoy my birthday and have a good time. And then I just black out her birthday, you know, like for us to hang out for her birthday and we'd go out and you guys would be there and we'd throw mm-hmm. a big party and then I'd black out and like fight with her on her birthday and like, Nobody should be fighting with anybody on their birthday. I mean, I know some people don't believe that shit. Oh, whatever. But you're allowed one special day. Jesus. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and also just any of that shit. Like, will you do this thing for me? And like, there is a 50-50 chance that I won't because I'm hungover. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't get out of bed, man. Can't do yeah. it. Like, I'm just going to lay here and just die. Fucking so figure it out. Hangovers themselves, man. That's a that's a deal breaker right there it's like twofold right look at this fucking disease that we have it's so funny it's like you're just incapacitated pretty much 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. you're like dr- you're so drunk you can't hold life together and then the next day you're so hungover you can't hold life together so you get like four functioning hours you know and you know yeah four functioning hours and three of those you're like on your way to getting drunk again right maybe right <clears throat> but I know that, you know, the relationship that I'm in now, we're coming up on four years and that would not have been, that wouldn't have been possible. That would have been impossible. I, I wasn't interested in, in, um, anything you know, long-term in anything yeah. long-term I was interested in the only long-term relationship I was interested in was the one between me and the alcohol. Like really, right. 
Like, right. how can I make this happen? How can I, how can I be, th- that's what I was committed to. Yeah. I remember we have a friend who was dating this girl and she seemed really cool and they seemed to get along really well, but he broke up with her because she always wanted to do shit on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And his day, his last day of work was Sunday. And so he was like, I can't do shit on Monday because I'm hungover all day. Like, mm-hmm. so, and, and so he, they, they split up because he was like, nah, can't go and do fucking go to farmer's market or go to the beach or go to the museum or whatever, because I'm going to be hungover and that's my day to be hungover. So if you can't accept that, well then happy trails. And I yeah. thought even in that moment, I was like, that's kind of crazy, but I see it. I understand it. And now I look back and I'm like, that's really fucking wild. Like, <gasps> Monday's yeah. my day to be hungover, baby. If you can't fucking handle it, well, there's the door. If you can't, if you can't kick back with me and watch something on DVD and yeah, The Office or whatever, watch you The know, Office like, and drink Budweisers and eat pizza. Right. Try That's not crazy. to throw up. Yeah, or shit yourself. Then right. We can't fuck with that, but. So- but that's typical behavior mm-hmm. while you're drinking. That makes sense. It makes sense when you're in it. When yeah. you're out of it, you look at it, you're like, that's kind of crazy. But when you're in it, it's like, yeah, of course I need... It's my fucking Friday. That's my Saturday. That's my day to fucking feel like I shit. I worked hard. I earned this. I earned this drunk. <laughs> I earned this fucking horrible hangover. Mm-hmm. I worked really hard to feel like shit today. <laughs> sounds so ridiculous i worked really hard to have a migraine and diarrhea today mm, yes mm-hmm. i think too my commitment to myself has right has grown exponentially what's okay? why i smiled when you said long-term commitment because we kind of started the podcast talking about walking and running and fitness which is like becoming a more common theme in the podcast because <laughs> we're both getting deeper into it right you know? like this kind of bettering ourselves now physically and still trying to better ourselves mentally. They go hand in hand. But yeah, mm-hmm. this commitment you've made to yourself. And you've done a great job, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just every single day that I I, I think about what I'm going to do or what I'm not going to do and how mm-hmm. I'm going to feel. I don't... I at, There's a quote by... Um, there's a Dorothy Parker quote. And she says... I don't... Or she says something to the effect of, I hate writing, but I love having written. And so, <laughs> yeah. so that's not exactly the perfect analogy, but it's pretty close when I think about things like exercise, fitness, and, and for me with running mm-hmm. is there's always those moments in the morning where something will hurt or ache and, you know, whatever, if it's my hip and I've been, I did a couple of new stretches, Jerry, and I think I like, I've been, I'm stretching something out that I didn't know was there. I'm, I'm not Uh-oh. sure. I'm not sure where my psoas is, but, um, anyhow, I, sometimes hate running but i love having run so right that's the perspective that i look at making those choices and those commitments to myself is like what's the foundation for tomorrow because if i don't how am i going to feel tomorrow and how many more days and and that momentum that that i have used in my recovery to stay sober has gone how however many days it is like 1500 days or something so mm-hmm. how do i want to feel on the 1500th and two or three or four or whatever it is so right. I, I kind of apply the same thing to exercise mm-hmm. and i also think it's important to note that like you don't necessarily need to you know work out you know super crazy or do all that shit to like make your recovery better it's just it's just kind of what works for us i mean you could be mm. totally 
I love John what? just had a huge coughing fit and he muted the mic so I can see him over FaceTime just coughing silently. It's like was fucking that fun? me up. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's why I was taking those pauses. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily I also want to like say like you don't necessarily have to work out. No. You know, if you're out there in the world like listening to our podcast going, damn, these guys always talk about fucking working out. I'm just trying to make my fucking self better, like it's definitely helpful. It mm-hmm. definitely adds a little more spice to the recovery stew. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, I think the most important thing for me at the beginning of the day is to make sure that my mental health is fit. Yes, you know, to make sure my heart and my head are aligned. You know, like to make sure those that I'm being sincere and being kind and being caring and fucking giving a shit about myself and you know giving a shit about other people and mm-hmm. trying to help. You know, and then from there I start working out and doing all that shit you know because i don't have all my mental shit lined up i know i love how i just keep saying that through this podcast but it's true like i don't ever want to portray myself as having it all together you know i don't think you maybe maybe you don't have it all together but you certainly have it i got far some more of it. you got, got some, some of it, it together far i still more got than marbles rolling around though dude mm-hmm. you get them yeah. lined up and maybe you get the augie and the, you're ready to get the Little I, cat eye i don't know <laughs> I got all my cat eyes in a, in a Shivas bag. I think we're know? the last generation to even know about marbles. Right. They're little round pieces of glass, Gen Y and Gen Z. <laughs> but, you know, here's oh, so here's something that I do every day that anybody can do. And that is I write three pages in a notebook every single morning. And I mm-hmm. have I've been doing that for a while now, for like a year right. or two, mm-hmm. maybe. And <clears throat> even if it's just garbage even like sometimes i go this is really boring um looks like the sun's out again um <laughs> uh the coffee tastes pretty good today i need to add a little more cinnamon or uh-huh and so but i do three pages regardless and you can pick the size of the notebook i mean i just use right. like a regular one but um <clears throat> and what happens is is it'll start off that way and it'll start off boring and then something else i'll start talking about what i'm feeling or what I want to do with the day or something that's been bothering me and about a page and a half in something will kick in and then I'll kind of scroll. I'll just roll through that idea or that feeling or that thought. And then by Uh the end of the three pages, and there's been a couple of times where I'm like, I'm not done writing. And it's like, well then you can continue. You can do four pages today, John. It's not like you're not allowed to. So it's kind of works things out of my brain so that I can start with um a clean slate almost so i can go okay i got that i got that started to get that gunk out you know i would say meditation too i don't do it all the time i don't want to i haven't done it in a while but i really liked it when i did do it um but i just i think that's something that anyone can do you can pick up a piece of paper it doesn't even have to be a notebook if you don't have a notebook grab a legal pad or whatever Long ass CVS receipt. You got <laughs> exactly it. the uh, <clears throat> the inside of a shoebox. I don't right. know. I don't, whatever. If you're in the joint, get some paper from the commissary. You'll be yeah, okay. whatever, man. Um, I don't do it. I don't write anything. <clears throat> I I write poems every once in a while, but I don't. Uh, but this is how we differ, though. These are our, mm-hmm. our. You know, we do things differently. Well, you write poems on the Instagram. Um, right. Stories. I usually, I'm sitting on the bus, and I just something. I'll listen to a song, and then I'll just start writing things right. down. I thought you were going to say you were sitting somewhere else, but <laughs> no. Speaking of maturity, I thought you'd be like, I'm sitting on I'm the sitting toilet. On the pot? No, I can't use both my thumbs. Then that time, I'm just gripping onto the sides, just hoping it's over. 
<laughs> do you um do you like to you like doing the poetry on the on instagram i think it's i kind love of it i cool, save them all yeah yeah well it, i think it'll archive them for you but yeah yeah um but i save them all in little folders so if you go to okay. my page they'll be but yeah i like it because i can like i like pushing out pushing out those quick ones you know what i'm saying <laughs> but i do i like those i mean and there's no revisions i just write them they're like sketches yeah. and then i just push that push the sketch out i just mm-hmm. put the sketch out to the world and then one day i'll probably go through and revise some of them because some mm-hmm. of them i really like but they're just thoughts you know yeah yeah. yeah, but you remember the way I used to write. I mean, I'd have to write a three. It'd have to be three minutes to compete with it. And now I'm like, well, I'm not competing. I'm just enjoying myself now. You know, we did. We did one. Jerry had this uh, series of poems that kind of struck me, and I took the words and I did. A, Is that what a, that you did? Uh huh. And then I did that video where I had Rashida like stirring the drink with her fingers oh yeah that one. Oh, i thought it was the most recent one you wrote with all the vultures because mm-hmm. i really like that poem a lot well so that poem thank you um that was just something that i was i was I like was... i wish i could but it's on igtv <laughs> so i can't <laughs> like it you still can oh you I can like it you can share it with you your fire. friends i gave you a hot fire yeah um but uh but i like that that one was just like i saw some birds in the sky and while well, i was getting some noodles and uh, and then it just Getting occurred to nudes, me, <laughs> dude. <clears throat> but whatever it is, and however you yeah. express yourself, it's it's almost not important how good or bad it is for me. It's just mm-hmm. I'm throwing it out there, and especially if it's uh, like an Instagram story, it's gonna be gone tomorrow. But or unless you save it, whatever. But I just like the the act of writing things down really yes. helps yeah. mm-hmm. ground my day every single morning, and that's something that anybody can do. Absolutely. Um, You know, one of the other signs of maturity, and and this is something that has a lot to do with with your ego, with with, with ego, is uh, they say that you you are unshaken by flattery or criticism. Oh, man, that's a hard one, dude. (laughs) Right? So I was... I'm shaken by both. (laughs) I cannot take Mm -hmm. a compliment. I cannot, man. You can't take a compliment or criticism. Can't or criticism, even Mm -hmm. worse. Yeah, well, I don't know. They run neck and neck, man. Mm -hmm. People are like, "You look good," and I'm like, "Fuck you! (laughs) Don't bring it up. (laughs) Someone's gonna make fun of me." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I certainly um, have been getting better at that in sobriety. Mm -hmm. In being, um, I still, I still like to be flattered. I think too. And again, this this comes. I think it comes down to I don't want to talk about fitness again, but you know I'm I'm smaller and I'm I'm lighter than I've ever been, and my face is starting to get some definition to it, and so people have been I've run into people I haven't seen in a while. They're like, "You look good," and I was like, "Oh, thank you." And part of me, I, I you know I think, and sometimes depending on who it is, I say, "I fucking hope so, man." I've been really trying hard to do this thing, so yeah. um, and that's sort of me deflecting that compliment a little bit. Um, instead of just saying thank you. So I'm still susceptible to those things, but I feel like being unflappable will come with time. Is Coco okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. He needs some maturity himself. Somebody Seriously. paid him a compliment. How is How old is that dog? He's a year. Oh, okay. Um, he shows up at least once every mm-hmm. time. He's been quiet all day, but the minute I'm in the room, he's just like, fuck yeah, there's a moth out there. Better mm-hmm. fucking let him know who's boss. And I think as sensitive artists, you and I can be very susceptible to criticism. Like I want mm-hmm. people to like everything that I do all the time. And 
And it, sometimes, you know, I'll share something with my girlfriend and she's very straight up about things. And she'll either, Good. she'll say, yeah. she'll say like, that's not my style. I don't know why you showed that to me. Uh, <laughs> or <laughs> she's like, that's great. And I love you. And I think you should express yourself in every way that you, uh, you want to, but I don't want to mm. see that. You know, and then there's other times where she's like, wow, that's really beautiful. Thank you. You know, or you know what would really make that work? And yeah, I think getting criticism from somebody you trust is really is helpful than just, you know, random yeah. assholes on the Internet. It's way better that way because mm-hmm. random asshole on the Internet is just trying to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, what about possessing a spirit of humility, Jerry? Do you feel like you are uh, humble? person more so than i think like almost to a fault sometimes yeah, yeah. well yeah. i guess hu- humility and being <laughs> humble isn't the same as having the bad self-esteem so i don't know i think so i mean i you know whenever we think about humility and we talk i think h was for humility right wasn't it or humble we did or, that one of them yeah yeah but it's just i think we always think about like not being vain or not being self-centered but there's a lot more to it it's like being connected and being grounded you know Mm-hmm. knowing knowing your place in the world and knowing your place in the world of people around you and shit and so knowing knowing the smallness of my existence exactly and right? knowing and you are not the center of your universe you know? i'm i'm hard yeah yeah so i think that that's that's always something that's helpful to remember when i'm in moments of stress and want to get out of things like I, we always use the grocery store line, but <clears throat> it's it's a perfect example of I'm just like fucking. Oh, I just want to get out of here. I fucking hate yeah. this side. Mm-hmm. I am the most important person in here. Let me out. You Give know. me my shit. Give me my shit. <clears throat> and being being humble and having humility is like okay, this is all part of a process, and every single person in here feels exactly the same way. Right, so. <laughs> exactly. So I had to deposit money in the ATM today because the bank mm-hmm. was, I didn't want to drive down to the bank and there's an ATM right next to my house. And uh, I had to deposit rent money. Pardon me. Whew. I had to deposit rent money. And so it only can take 30 bills at a time. And I had like all my rent. Mm-hmm. So I had to break it into sections, you know, and I'm like putting money in and then pressing okay and then deposit more money and then sometimes i'd mash in too much and it would give me the like spit the money back and i look over in this it's the process and this poor lady's just like standing there in the cold like waiting for me and i felt so fucking bad that i just like got the card and pulled it out and like after you and went to the store you know and it's like being aware of people around you maybe not to a fault but just enough that like you know what? Maybe this lady just needs to take twenty bucks out so she can go get violin lessons or for a kid or whatever. That's so specific, but you know what I mean? Because we're right by a music place or whatever. She probably only needs to take twenty bucks out, and she's gonna be standing here waiting for me for at least three to four to five minutes of me putting money in, resetting, putting money in because it's such a process, you know. So I think sometimes. I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I, I let people cut in front of me at a line at the store all the time, too. That's good. It makes me feel good. It's a little act, you know. For mm-hmm. me, I'm like, man, I can wait a little bit. Like, you know what, lady? You got this kid. They're crying. Right. You got to get all their little bug bug juices and whatever else the kids do. And, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, go ahead. Even if it's a full basket, like, just go ahead, man. I'm just some dude getting coffee. Like, And I've got plenty right. of time, you know. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, the wife and the kid are at home. They're fine. They're mm-hmm. not waiting on me to bring back my yogurt for tomorrow, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
Um, so I think those little acts of kindness, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I think that has a lot to do with humility. You know, being self awareness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. that's a huge thing um, that I I certainly need to practice more and more. Uh, I, I'm very good at pointing out the lack of self-awareness in others. And so that's that's a whole like another thing of me being judgmental and going like, yeah, what's wrong with the world? I just was yelling at people <laughs> today in traffic. Like I wasn't yelling at him. I was just in my car like <clears throat> fucking really, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but yeah, I'm but once again, it's just part of the thing. You know? Yeah, it's like is what it is. You know? Um, And decisions. Here's another one that was uh, decisions are based on character not feeling so ah, that's a good so one. like i the way that i interpret that is you know my character my character is based on a way that i <clears throat> the way that i react to something the way that i behave and that's regardless of what happens outside of me right my character is something that i hold with me and that is a static or not necessarily static but a um uh, uh that's how I react to everything. So regardless of what the thing is, if it's, I'm going to react the same. I'm not going to lash out when I'm angry. I'm not going to um, make a decision when I am so happy and overjoyed that I may regret later because of some reason. You know, if I'm like, oh man, it would be so great to spend all this money and then go, oh, well, I was just in the throes of feeling really good and now I regret spending this money or... I can't believe I yelled at that person. And so that idea of having good, me having good character or at least trying to have good character means that I will not react. And, you know, it's funny. Here's Here's a quote from Walter. And he said something to the effect of a man, a man at the mercy of his emotions is a man, a man, something like at the man at the mercy of his emotions is a man at the mercy of his weakest self. Oh and I, wow! And I don't know what he was. I don't he know. He saw that on a matchbook <laughs> in a bar. Probably. It's great though. But that's kind of that thing of like my He'll character. Tell you, oh yeah, I read that in a boy's life from 1975, an old Boy Scout magazine. It's oh, a great. I would have to ask him about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's how I feel about character, at least my character, and trying to have mm-hmm. character. <clears throat> just because right. you are a character doesn't mean you have character yeah what's that from it's like pulp fiction or something. yeah it's harvey Keitel but, um, pulp fiction you know i i there you go it's in the fish tank are you are you mm-hmm. getting sick no I, I don't know i just get a little phlegmy you can't sorry stop guys the march of time there buddy you can't i know stop the march of time <laughs> no but um i i've been listening more lately Mm-hmm. like like whenever people talk to me about their problems there's this gut reaction to like want to fix it for them sure like give them solutions tell them what they need to do sure and like my little girl the other day was having a super hard time just with life she's nine life is hard she's little she has no power you know mm-hmm. what i mean like things are frustrating school year is new and she was trying to do her homework and she like broke down in tears and usually i get real frustrated with her because i'm like don't fucking cry just do your homework and we'll be done and then you can cry all you want afterwards i mean if that's that's the route you want to take you know but i just like i'm like well why are you crying and so she just started talking and i just let her fucking talk like i didn't give her any answers i didn't i just let her talk and she talked man she like talked my ear off and cried and then afterwards she sighed really heavy and she's like thanks for listening you know and i'm like yeah dude sometimes you just gotta listen wow 
That's yeah, great. Yeah, so, but that decision based on emotion, I would have just been like, well, you need to do this, and you need to tell them this, and I'll go in and do this, and you need to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. The only thing I gave her any input on, and it, it made her gasp, was she was like, I worry about what people think about me sometimes. And I just looked at her dead in the face, this nine-year-old, and I go, fuck them. And she was like, like clutched her little nine-year-old Clutch version pearls. of pearls. Yes. Said, fuck them. Who cares what they think about you? I'm like, that holds no weight in your life. I'm like, you're rad. Don't worry about it. And I know that I'm obligated to tell you how you're rad because I'm your dad. But believe me, like, you're cool, man. Jerry. Even what they think is, yeah. <laughs> That's something. She's going to be saying that at some accepted speech on stage one of these days, right. like 20 Better. years down the road. If she's a valedictorian at her high school. She's going to be like, my dad and blah, blah, blah. And, and my you dad said, said you em. know what? <laughs> fuck them. So you know what all you people out there? Fuck you. I'm out. Just drop the mic. I'd be so proud of her. Just slow clap in the back of the auditorium. Cry, wiping a tear. Yeah. You know, you heard her. Fuck all you people. (laughs) And I'm out. Yes. Yes. It was, it was, but I mean like the, my, and I, I do it with my wife now too. Like I just listen Mm -hmm. because I always want to solve their shit for them. And I'm like, why? They've made it this far. Well, maybe not the nine-year-old. They still got to tie her shoes and shit. But, you know, like, Megan's made it this far. And at work, too, I have a hard time at work because it's a bunch of dudes. And all we want to do is solve each other's problems for each other. And mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just like, yo, dude, I'm, just, I'm feeling bad about things. And I just need to say it out loud. We're all right. Thanks for the input. I don't even argue anymore. I just go, thanks, I'll do that. And I just fucking brush mm-hmm. them off, you know. Yeah. yeah but good. I think that's a, um, that's my example. That's great, man. Um, yeah. And that kind of ties in with this other one about um, mm. no uh, knowing how to prioritize others before before ourselves. Right. And so that that idea of like what is the situation rather than how how am I affected by it? Right. Mm-hmm. How do I how do I not how do I navigate? But yeah, what is the situation? Is there an issue? And how do I how do we collectively resolve the conflict, the problem, the bad feeling, um, right? Rather than how do I get out of feeling bad in this bad well, situation? <laughs> right, and that's the difference between saying you're sorry because you genuinely mean it, and saying mm-hmm. you're sorry so that they'll just give you money or whatever you need. But you know, do you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. just get out of your fucking face, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I called you a bitch and threw a phone at you last night. Mm-hmm. What are you getting all mad about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean shit. I said I'm you sorry. Know I mean? No. Like, yeah. Don't be calling anybody bitch throwing a phone at him. No. That, that's I, my that's, advice. That's, if that's I have to give any good, advice. That's very good advice. Right. Um, it's 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 never gonna end well. And 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 again, I would have to ask myself, how did I get here? How did I get to the situation where I'm throwing a mm-hmm. phone at somebody, calling right. them a bitch? Right. But it's you know. that sincere, like, apologizing and then not doing the shit you apologized mm-hmm. about, you know? Yeah, just don't do that shit again. But you this, don't have to the thing with you it. listening to your daughter, like, you you prioritize this other person. Yeah. And I, wanted to, I wanted to solve her shit, though. There was a voice in my head that was like, we need to fucking handle this. And I, was, like, had to really tamp that voice down and be like, just sit here and be present, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. probably like when you're when Rashida hits you up about stuff and just wants to express shit to you. And I really honestly believe that there's just something in our brains that just wants to fix it for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed with her, and there have been some occasions where she'll be she'll have something to share with me, 
and mm-hmm. I will I will totally listen. I won't say anything, <clears throat> and I'll even kind of wait a little while. And this, where she will actually ask me, "Do you have any thoughts on that?" And it's like, That's "Oh, okay." Pick well, up the mantle. Yes, yeah. I do. <clears throat> well, by the way, and quite a few. <laughs> no, but yeah. So it's it is <laughs> a um. It's it's super important that the experience of our relationship and the experience of that conversation if i prioritize her especially if she's having difficulty if she even if she just had a bad day or a bad phone call or whatever it is uh-huh. um that if i prioritize her her feelings about it i'm not interested in like oh well you know what you need to do or well you know what you need right. to tell that person it's like she hasn't even finished so giving the other person some time to finish their their thoughts and express their feelings and just get it out, man. Because, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of what this whole recovery deal is, man. It's just getting it out and getting the poison out. And so if we can learn to do that in healthy doses, when we do un- get some unfortunate emotional poison in us from the day's events, if we can vent it out a little bit and then we don't have to, it doesn't have to be pent up and then released in some fucking angry, rageful, drunken, whatever your issue is, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, or even in recovery, just throwing it out there in some mean little angry, little passive aggressive dart, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. So that's kind of something that I've learned too is, and maybe, you know, I could offer some advice, you know, but I always like to wait and see if somebody asks for it, you know, like, Hey, do you have any thoughts on that? And it's like, well, yeah, I do. Um, otherwise sometimes they don't, they're not concerned with what you think about it. They're just looking for a moment to unload. Well, just like in recovery for us, it feels better to fucking drop it all off. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't even got to pick it up. I'm just going to drop this on the ground in front Mm -hmm. of us both and then (laughs) we'll walk away from it and I'll feel better just knowing that you were present, you know, like I'm going to say this for a group full of people and and then I'm going to feel better about it. And there's going to be like. Oh, okay. I don't have to, or, you know, to, to give it up to, to a group or God or your significant other or whoever. And then it mm-hmm. just makes your, makes your, your burden a little bit lighter. So I think that that's, um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That'll do. That'll do. Um, this is another one that I really liked was, um, expresses gratitude consistently. Yeah, that's a good one, man. So entitlement, dude, entitlement, right? That's mm-hmm. a big one in it's, active alcoholism. And that's definitely, yeah, very big. I, I deserve this. Well, we just talked about it. I deserve, I earn this, this drunk and I earn this mm-hmm. hangover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this hangover is mine and you can't take it away from me. This drink is mine. I earned it. I worked hard all day without a drink, you know? And if I think I couldn't imagine that now. I I try to practice that in the sense of in recovery. I, you know where I practice this the most is at restaurants. Gratitude. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this person's doing this job. This job sucks. I was a service industry person. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Pardon. I try not to be rude to people. I, I hope I'm not too rude to people. But like I know people who go to restaurants and if, if it's, you know, they just expect the world given to them. And they'll be like, I fucking sucked, and I didn't blah, blah, blah. 
I deserve better. I'm paying money for this. I deserve better. And mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, dude. Like, if you didn't like it, that's fine. Just don't go back again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's that entitlement. Entitlement's big. Feeling like you're owed something. Or feeling entitlement also goes the other way in the sense that you feel like the world is against you. Like, all of a sudden, you're the most important thing in society that it's got to be all against you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think that's a good that's a good way to uh, or a good situation. I know that as somebody who works in restaurants and has for a very long time and continues to do so, um, people who are gracious and kind are the people I am more than uh, excited to get back to and make sure right. that they're make sure that their water is filled. And this is you we're not hook even come up with a little extra too. Anything like, that hey, I can, a little, yeah. put a little extra zazz mm -hmm. in that fucking pasta sauce or whatever. Anything. Do you know what I mean or whatever. So, I, and Here's I'll, a free dessert, cool guy. You're I'll like, exactly. Thank you. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. I had, um, I had a very busy night on Saturday night. We did almost more covers than we than the restaurant ever had, which you know, uh -huh. so there's a That's lot going rad. on, right? Yeah. And this older couple comes in, and they're from like Pittsburgh or something like. I think he said Pittsburgh. Uh -huh. And um, and I've never been to Pittsburgh. I don't know what Pittsburgh's like, but they were very sweet and nice, and they ordered a couple of pizzas, and they got a couple glasses of wine. Now, I am still, like, the the way the computer system's set up, I don't want to bore you for too long, but, like, pizzas go in as a course two, and if you don't fire that course two right away, the kitchen won't start cooking the pizzas until you fire course two unless you put it into course one. That being mm -hmm. said... I basically forgot to fire these pizzas. Oh, and so shit. they had you to wait a little up. bit longer. But I, mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'm and I'm I'm a professional and and I'm I'm chatting with them and making them feel good and I I noticed that their first glass of wine was a little bit down, so I came over with the bottle and I said, I'm terribly sorry for the wait. It's only gonna be a few, you know, a few more moments. Um, and that's what I always say because minutes can be counted, right? But if I right. say moments, moments, yeah, I caught that immediately. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Man. Well, I don't want to get, I don't want to get caught up in something I can't I promise. I can't deliver. Don't make no promises. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so I top off their wine a little bit, and I go, and they, and they were, they loved it, and they had to wait an extra, they had to wait an extra ten minutes for their pizzas, but they loved the pizzas, they loved the wine, they had a great mm -hmm. time, they were, right. they were super cool. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Swanson from Pittsburgh, um, they were awesome. So, like, big ups to you. You're they're... probably not listening because <laughs> no. you've been drinking wine. So, <laughs> but their their graciousness really uh -huh. made it easy for me. And again, I I, I made a mistake. I'm human. Um, they don't need to know that it was my mistake. But um, right. I, but I also didn't blame anybody else. I just said it's going to take as long as it's going to take. Right. But interesting, though, because think about and I don't know these people, but think about how they must travel through their lives. Right. If they're showing this example to you of them being mm -hmm. understanding of them being grateful of being in the position they're in at the moment, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, think about that lack of entitlement in their lives. They must enjoy their life more because they don't feel like they're owed anything. They're just having the string of experiences being positive or negative and just kind of floating through them. And then mm -hmm. I feel like that's a really good way to try to be is just. Yeah, you're you're not you're not owed anything. You just have this string of experiences, and they're either painful or not. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so you, I don't know. But you know, he was it's hard. It's he, hard. It's funny but, you, you say know. that because I remember now that he said to me when I told him I'm terribly sorry, and he's like, "Man," or he said something to the effect of, 
we're not in a hurry. We don't have anywhere to be. And I was right. Like, That's cool. You know. I right. mean, you're here mm-hmm. right now. We're gonna enjoy it when it comes. And right. We're gonna we're gonna sip on this wine that you you know so graciously poured us a little bit some, more of and some free breadsticks. <laughs> exactly. So. <clears throat> So just having and expressing that gratitude and being grateful and and for me to be grateful to have that experience with them that I would later talk about it, you know, that I would remember. I don't really well, remember. And it's like a positive hit for you, too. So what could have been incredibly negative, mm-hmm. you know, ends up being this thing that like is now in your memory, probably short term memory. But sure. still, it like makes you feel good. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, I feel like I did my job well. I feel like I served these people, made them happy and fulfilled my end of the deal for what mm-hmm. I'm getting paid for, you know. So, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And I what? I know that I expressing gratitude consistently, um, it's another one of those things that's foundational, that if I do it now and then I do it a little bit later and I do it tomorrow and I do it the next day and I do it the next day, it, it continues to get easier and easier and easier. You know, yeah. I think earlier this year I, I talked about, you know, how I would occasionally get depressed and it would, get, it would hit me really heavy for like two or three days. I haven't had that experience in, I don't know, six months or something like that. And, yeah. you know, knock on wood, but um, I just try to be as grateful as possible. And I know it sounds so cliched and corny to just focus on the gratitude and change your perspective. But right, if I focus on the gratitude and I change my perspective it's it's a it's a it's a momentum it's a snowball it works for you it works and i i try it too and it does when i actually get it get it just right it Mm -hmm. works really well it takes me a minute sometimes but if i get it just right and slide it in uh, but you know slide all that shit into place Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it 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 really does it's very (laughs) effective because this is what i have and this is what i'm glad i have right now yeah you know i'm so glad i have it i am i feel gratitude for it quite a bit you know, like, I'm so glad I have this now. This is so much better than what example, the examples around me and so much better than the example I live, live with, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. hell yeah. Yay sobriety. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this one too, there's, a, I, mean, I got two more that I want to share with you, Jerry. And, um, this one is definitely one that, uh, works in recovery or, or is correlates with recovery is, um, another sign of maturity is seeking wisdom before acting. And I kind of translate that as, asking for help yeah right i don't know so so instead of going i don't know i should just try anything or i don't i don't know i should do absolutely nothing i go well as i mature if i don't know something i look for people who are already doing the thing that i want to do or who already know the thing that i want to know and i say how do you do that thing? How do you know that thing? And I know that sounds simple, but I didn't always look at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I was very much, you know, a reactionary individual who would fly off the handle or or I was very prone to inaction. And I think that you could relate to that one too. About yeah. just going, oh, it's all fucked anyway. I might as well. Fuck it. Avoidance. Yeah. You yeah. know, rents rents nine hundred dollars and and it's due tomorrow, and I only have two hundred, so I might as well just blow that two hundred dollars on fucking booze. Right, yeah. and I'll just fucking <laughs> just, pay a late fee or get evicted. Yeah. Right, you know. Right, and so seeking the wisdom before taking action, I think, is is that 
reaching out for help. Well, I, f- I also feel like it has a lot to do with that pause I always hear about, right? That they talk about in the rooms where mm-hmm. for every year you have a recovery, they say you get an additional second of pause before you react, you know? And it, it's always, it always it, that's what it sounds like to me is that moment of pause before doing something that will fuck everything up. Yeah. Or, you know, doing something that makes it the most awesome decision ever, but it's still good to contemplate it, think about it, seek wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I also think um, if if something doesn't, I mean, if something doesn't feel a hundred percent right to me, my my um, my inclination is to say no, absolutely not. But I do like the idea of doing a little more research on things where I'm kind of like, I'd like that to be true, or I'm not really sure, or mm-hmm. you know, when we were. <clears throat> Um, I had the meeting with this guy who was uh, a publisher of some kind, and we were, you know, you and I. How'd that go? <laughs> it went, it went, more, it went better than I thought because I was very uh-huh. skeptical, and he had yeah. some good information, and he didn't try to hard sell me, and he basically laid out, "Here's what I can do for you," and mm-hmm. I thought to myself, "I really wish I had a thousand dollars to put you on retainer right now," and and this sounds really cool, and. Um, he, he showed me a book and a book proposal he had done for Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Rest in peace, dog. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. So it actually went really, really well. It went better than I thought. And my first reaction was, man, I could barely understand this dude on the phone. And I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm going to go meet him at this burger joint for a cup of coffee. It just, everything seems fucking weird about this. But I was like, huh. So I'm going to do some more research. And, um, you know, the book is still not quite finished, but, uh, it was, it was good. So I, I feel like it was a positive experience and I'm glad that I did it. And even though it wasn't like hundred percent, yes, let's do this right now. Mm -hmm. I gained a little bit of knowledge. So I'm seeking or seeking wisdom before acting. And that's part of what this whole process is for getting this book published. So any of you listeners out there, if you know anybody who is in the uh, recovery book publishing game, please hit us up because we do have a project we have been working on for fucking too long, too long. And that's mostly my fault. Jerry's Jerry has come through um, when when asked. Time takes time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so seeking wisdom before acting and asking for help. And the final one which I know will be one of your favorites, I know it's one of your favorites, is acceptance. Right. And right. I think that I think that everybody has and and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but everybody has a different cornerstone for their sobriety. Mm-hmm. Whether it be service, whether it be, you know, in our particular program, step work, um, but I would say that like acceptance has been one of the cornerstones of yours that I've absolutely yeah 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 and right just making that the making acceptance the default program for you um yeah helps you to deal with the next step of whether whether you like something or not you know well I'd spent my entire life fighting everything and Mm -hmm. I'm still a contrarian but at least at this point I've well, once again, here's where I am at. I'm exactly where I need to be right now. Mm-hmm. I can't swim forward and I can't swim backwards. I'm just in it. I'm in this moment, you know, so 
yeah, we got to go do this shit that I don't want to do. I'll bitch a little bit, then I'll go do it because it needs to get done. So I'll accept it. You know, I'll just let it. I just let it take me over because if it, I don't let it take me over, then I'm just I'm gonna fight, and that's how you drown. And I don't want to drown. You know what I mean? Emotionally. Right. No, but yeah. that's true. That's a good analogy. Yeah. When you think you're, yeah. if you can't swim, you should just float instead of trying to float. fight it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because then you won't get exhausted. Mm-hmm. You, it's futile. I always use the analogy. I'll use it till the day I die probably. Of the man screaming at the sea, fuck you for being the sea. The sea is going to keep being the sea. There's nothing you can do. The ocean will always be the ocean. And you being mad at it will not change it. It's just like, People getting pissed that the weather is bad. I fucking hate this weather. Fuck this weather. Yeah, the weather sucks. It's cold. But you being mad at the weather, all you are is mad. That's it. It's still going to fucking rain. Nature doesn't give a shit about you. Like, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be cold. So accept it. Put on a jacket. (laughs) Realize you live in the Pacific Northwest. It's cold up here. Yeah, man. So acceptance is a great thing. You can fight. You can sit there and swing at the air all night and it's not going to help you. Or you can just... This is it. This is where I'm at. I might as well try to get something from it. Or not. Or just experience it. Just like when you go on your runs and see your do your videos of dogs and birds and shit. And <laughs> yeah. Like you're like, this is where I'm at. I'm in this moment. And this is the moment I need to be in. Because this is what's happening regardless of what, you know. Yeah, I could Regardless of anything. Could have taken 10 extra minutes this morning to get ready and not been in this moment, you know. And it could have been positive. But I didn't. So here I am. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, peed my pants on the bus or whatever, you know. <laughs> is that, <laughs> that going to be the next Instagram this poem? Never been my experience <clears throat> no. in sobriety, not in recovery. Yeah, no. But you know, <clears throat> yeah, that'll be my next Instagram poem. Just straight peeing on the bus, like a <laughs> like a G, like a true G. But yeah, I um, love acceptance, and I yeah. am, you know, I we all we all human. We all have our faults, and we can work with them or work against them. You know. I've Working just, with them makes it easier, though. Yes, it does. Yes, it mm-hmm. does. Acceptance mm-hmm. is huge, and I, 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 it was like you said, re- it's either resistance or acceptance, and That's acceptance it. is always, ah, right. oh, it's always that sigh of relief, and I go, okay, even if it's, ugh, I don't want to do this. Right, which is like receptance, receptance, receptance. where you mix them both together, <laughs> but you still end up with that acceptance at the end. You have a little riz, but then make sure you end it with some septance, cause, and that's what I do sometimes. Like I said, ah, I don't want to, but then I'm in it and I'm fucking in a cowboy costume, fucking doing finger guns, dressed up like Zorro, <laughs> cracking a whip. whip in a small room. I should send you some of those other pictures because I think I got weird. <laughs> But like, can we see you know, some of those, or are those for crowded Cronin? No, no, I'll have Megan give me some. Yeah, I'll send them to you. <laughs> All right. But it's those things where I like at the beginning of the day. I was like, I don't want to do this. I want my weekend. Like I don't get weekends because you keep making me do this. And then when I get there, I'm like, it's showtime, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you got the bug. You got the modeling uh-huh. bug. I'm just in the bathroom looking at myself, being like, Are you gonna fucking bring gold or not? Because if you're not gonna bring gold. Get back in the car. Go to Carl's Jr. <laughs> Just give it up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd say I brought, like, silver. That's that's A little that's bit of gold. Hey, yes. silver's respectable. Yes. I'm still on the podium. I brought some gold, but not all gold. Not all gold. Well, I'm not doing it next weekend, though. You're not? I've accepted that I will not do it next weekend yet. <laughs> I want, I'm like, just give me one weekend where I don't have to do something every day. 
Where I can just have one day where I'm just a sack of garbage for one day. I love how I love how you'll spend eight hours creating costumes for your characters in all these fucking video games. Like I've played yeah. games with you, and mm-hmm. your characters look absolutely ridiculous, but you won't do yes. it in real life. <laughs> no, because that means I have to get up and go somewhere, and yeah. then I have to bring an avocado and an apple and a fucking. <laughs> Sweet well, potato and an egg and shit. Or else, and you're, like, or else you're eating birthday cake and beef jerky all day. Birthday cake and some old Papa's pizza That's was right. my lunch. <laughs> oh, and a cupcake too. That wasn't smart. I'm paying for it. Well, I'm not really paying for it. I just I'm paying for it with my emotions. Yes. Like, well, dang, Jerry, could have done better. And you will. I will. Yeah. Whatever. This is another day I've accepted. I had a blast. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>